Father, we thank you how true your word is when it reminds us that your mercies are new every morning. Father, we think of, of David and the Psalms and, and how he talks about how he laid down and he woke again because you sustained him. Lord, and, and, and how true that is of us as we, as we rested last night, as we, well, some of us more than others, but as we, as we, as we slept, God, it was a reminder that we are finite, that we are limited. We are limited in our strength and our power and ability, and there's a, a time where, where we just have to cease from, from being in control of everything and completely remember that we are entrusting ourselves completely to you. And, and, and that's a gift, Lord, and is a reminder, Lord, that you sustain us, that you are the one who sustains us when we're sleeping. You're the one who continues to sustain us now as we wake. So, Father, we thank you, and we thank you that we can find our, our comfort and our confidence in you, Lord, in, 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 in your character, and your character is displayed through your word and most perfectly through the work of your Son, Jesus Christ, and his cross and resurrection. And so, Father, we thank you for these truths. We thank you, Lord, that you have provided us everything that we need for life and godliness. So we thank you for that. We thank you that you've provided for us your word, Lord. And we pray that you'd help us to, 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 to seek and know you more, Lord, as we study your word this morning. Father, we pray, thank, pr- praise you that you provided your people, your church, Lord. Lord, that you'd help to, to, to sanctify us into maturity. And so we thank you for what you provided for us, that what we need for life and godliness. And we pray, Lord, that you'd help us to, to see that, rejoice in that, to make use of that, Lord, for our good and for your glory. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Um, so what we're doing is we're talking through this idea of the church. And, and as, as, as I was looking at how do we cover some of these issues in this, these, these aspects of of life in the church, community of the church, those, the, the, those sort of aspects. Really, um, I, I, I labeled it under this aspect of church membership. One, for two different reasons. One, I think that, that it, it, it encompasses really what we are describing as church membership. And two, it helps to, I think, change that definition. The church membership isn't just a, a list of names on a page. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a relationship that we have with one another. And as I said a couple weeks ago, I, I called it a formal relationship. That's what I've always called it. Um, it's not biblical language, but it, it's this idea that I'm co- I know that I'm committed to Ron and Ron, and, and Ron is committed to me. There, there's this, this, we know this, we have this relationship to one another as, as, as long as we're part of this church together. But, uh, and, and Julia brought up helpfully that it, it, the formal is maybe not the best word. So then I described it really as this, this covenant relationship, right? I think that's using biblical terms. And we started looking through last week and this, this picture of the New Testament of what, what those relationships involved. And it's this, this continual reminder that, that New Testament Christianity, I mean, you'd say all of, all of, of, of spirituality through the Old Testament, but New Testament Christianity as it's depicted it is not an individual affair, that, that God saves us. We can have a personal relationship with God. So God saves me personally. I can have a personal relationship with God, but I'm not only meant to have that, I'm not only personally meant to have that relationship only with God, right? That he saves us into a people. He saves it that, in a way that the, that the I needs the we in the New Testament. And, and that, and, and, and Sherry brought up a, a helpful correction in the aspect is that it's not that, you can't find that outside the local church, but that God's primary provision, as you're even looked at, at where we're finding this, at where, where in, 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 as we looked at last week of in, um, uh, you know, in, in Ephesians and 1 Corinthians, where are they, they, they directed to find these things? Well, it's, it's primarily in the local church. 
right? Because the local church is what makes the invisible church visible. It, it makes it tangible. It makes it, here are the relationships that I am, that I am, I am currently committed to. It's not that you can't have other relationships, but, but the, 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 it was meant to function primarily in the, in the local church. And, and, and we, the I needs the we. We need one another and our commitment with one another in, in, in church membership in, in two different ways that we looked at last week. First of all, that we, that we need the stirring up right? That's what Hebrews talks about, that that, that verse that often gets quoted about ch- uh, uh, church attendance, right? Do not forsake the gathering of the assembly. It's about so much more than church attendance. It's not less than church attendance, right? But it's so much more because it's not just about showing up. It's the aspect of if you don't show up, then, then you're not going to be stirred up and, and no one else is going to be stirred up by you, right? And, and if, if other people don't stir up, that, that should matter to you, right? It should matter to say, you know what? We just haven't seen Bill in several months. He's just gone. He's part of this church. I, I picked on Ron all last week. I got to pick on someone else, man. And so you're just right there. I looked at Ron. I get, and, and this, you know, it's like Bill's gone. He's, he's, he's part of the, this, this, this local church in, in, in membership. And, 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 and so that's, that's where, where God has placed him. And, you know, he's gone for several months. That's right. We don't really need Bill. Right? Eh, it's, it's okay. We'll just, Bill's doing his thing. And, and what, what, what Hebrews is talking about is saying, we do. We, we, we need Bill, and Bill needs us. Because without Bill, we're not going to be properly stirred up to love and good deeds as we're called to do, the, that we need one another. So it's, it's not just about showing up. It's not about taking attendance on a Sunday morning. That's, that's not the idea. The idea is that we need one another. And we need one another to, to stir one another up towards love and good deeds. And so that we need to, 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 to actually not just show up, but to actually have relationship with one another, to be, to be sharpening one another, to be encouraging one another, to be loving one another, right? And that, that, that definitely is part on Sunday mornings, but it's, it's so much more than Sunday morning, right? It's, it's about relationship. Uh, and then we talked also, it's not just about the, the, these one another relationships, but it's also that we need one another because of, of, of God's teaching on spiritual gifts in the New Testament, right? As we looked at spiritual gifts and uh, we looked at it, that, really interesting. And, and I wanted to include that in your notes. And some of you may not matter a lot, but I, I thought I was reading through Tom Schreiner's Pauline theology and he just listed out those terms. And I thought it was so helpful to think of spiritual gifts is it's a very diverse vocabulary, right? It's this diverse vocabulary that Paul uses on spiritual gifts. And, and really that vocabulary emphasizes two aspects. It, it emphasizes the, the divine aspects of the spiritual gifts, right? The, the fact that, that these are gifts from the spirit, actually really from God being empowered by the spirit to be effective in work. But it's more than that. It's, 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 it's God's also purpose. It's a gift for his people. It's not just a, a gift for me, for my purposes. It's a gift to edify God's church. And, and that, that God, and, and, and as I, 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 was, I, was, I was sharing with somebody else, I just, I love the Ephesians language where the gifts in Ephesians aren't just abilities, right? In 1 Corinthians and Romans, they are certain abilities, but in Ephesians, those abilities are personified in a person. So that the fact of, because Kathy has certain gifts from the Spirit, Kathy herself is a gift to God's people. Right? That, that, and so the fact that, that when, we, when we, in that body analogy in 1 Corinthians, when we say, I don't need that person, doesn't matter if they're here or not, doesn't matter if they're ministering or not, or if they, I, it doesn't matter if I'm here or not, doesn't matter if I'm ministering or not, 
we're actually denying what God has said about the, the, the gifts, that the people with the gifts are God's gifts to his church, and we need them for that purpose. And we'll look, let's look back one more time for Ephesians 4, just because, just to, just to see that there. So what's the purpose of God's gifts, and, and particularly God's gifts, in his, which are his people that are gifted to minister to the body in a variety of ways? Ephesians chapter 4. So he gave apostles and prophets and evangelists and shepherds and teachers, right? And, 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 and the other, other um, things he would say, he gives the gift of apostleship, the gift of prophecy, the gift of, of teaching. But here those are personified as people are, are God's gift, people with those gifts, not just, just, a, just, a, just an ability. And what is the purpose? Why, why did God gift these people to equip the saints for the work of ministry? for the building up of the body of Christ. How long do we need other people to, to be using their gifts in, in, in the sphere of the church until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ? I'm not there yet. Anyone else? <laughs> right? Is it that, that to be able to grow into this maturity that, that brings unity, that, the, the knowledge of Christ, that, that it's done through not just my Bible study, not just my time with the Lord in the mornings or in the evenings or whenever you do it. Now, not to say those aren't important, but those aren't the full measure of what God's provided to bring about Christian maturity. He, he brings about Christian maturity through the giftings of people using their gifts primarily in the context of the local church. And so that we, we need, the I needs the we. We, we need one another in, in, in the relationship of stirring up and as well as the ministry that we, we provide for one another. I mean, this is, this, this is why it's so important. This is why it's not just an aspect of you know, that, that, you're not, that there's you know, no examples of no, no Lone Ranger Christians in the New Testament, that, that there are people that are they're connected with the local church, they're connected with the body of, a, a real tangible body of believers. But it's because we, we really actually, according to Ephesians and, and Hebrews, we actually need that to be able to be brought to maturity. That's why when, when um, high schoolers graduate high school and I was a youth pastor, I, I, I said, I, I mean, I don't know if I said number, I, but often I said like, the number one thing is you need to find a local church, a local church where you're going to commit yourself to and, and they know that you're committed to. So it's not just, oh, it's one more college student and oh, they're just not here anymore because they're college students and that's what they do. But you're committed to them and they're committed to you and you have the, uh, that, that, that relationship. It, it, it's, so, it, it's so crucial. And, 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 and I'll tell you what, and after eight years of youth ministry, what mattered more than if they went to a Christian college or a secular college was their involvement with the local church. I, I, I've, seen, I've seen kids go to, to Christian college and they, they completely flame out. And I've seen kids go to secular college and do, do great. And, and, and it more depends on the, their commitment and connection with the local church. So. I know that at Masters, they encourage them not to consider Masters their mm-hmm. fellowship, yeah. but to go out yeah. I don't, and, and even even knowing kids and masters is, is how how well they do that. I think that there's a there's a corresponding result with with their spiritual with their spiritual health, Absolutely. because because there is a thinking. I I don't really need that because I go to chapel. Yep. 
and I go to, I go to chapel and I go to Bible class. And so I don't really need to, you know, I don't really need to, maybe I'll just go to a church every once in a while. I don't need to really be com- com- committed in, in a part of a church. And the problem is, is that you get, you get knowledge and you, you get knowledge from chapel and you get some experiences from, from, um, you know, from, from people that, you know, in, in, in the dorms or whatnot, but, but you, you, you don't get to the full extent what's, what's being described here, especially from the diversity, the unity of the body, right? Of, of the diverse gifts of the diverse people of God. And so, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any questions or other thoughts? And then I want to move on to our, our third, third one on this kind of that we didn't get to last week. So. Mm-hmm. Like we, I don't know if we communicate that well. Mm. Like, I really need you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, think, I think most of us have been spurred on to go somewhere where people say, well, I need you to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But to say, you know, I need you to help encourage me. Or, do you know what yeah. I mean? or, or, or even to say, well, I'm really encouraged when I see you here. Because I'm just thinking about this Harlan. I love when Harlan sits there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't there for the past few weeks. And yeah. I wasn't there. And so I kind of miss him. Yeah. But oh. it's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. Or we often, or, or to take one more step for, further, I think that we often think is, oh man, you know, not, not pick on Harlan too much. I'm gonna pick on Bill because I like to pick on Bill. It's like, man, Bill hasn't been here. Bill needs us, right? But yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But but there is, but but there is a sense of thinking. There's that sense of someone's gone. It's like, oh, they're missing out because they don't have us. But it's also the other that's here that we're missing out also. That, that in that, that we're missing out because if, that, that, that God has put his, his you know, that, again, the, the, the universal church is, is made visible in the local church. That, that, that God works through the, and that, that God has put the people here in this church for a reason because that's who we need to grow to maturity. And, and yeah, I mean, I, the fact that, I mean, I can think just in, in Harlan's example of, of the way that, that, he thinks on, and, and that's why I say spiritual gifts sometimes are difficult because it's it's not a, it's not a list. I always say that in membership class. It's not a spiritual gift inventories aren't wrong, but they're incomplete because they're never meant. There's never meant to be. This is your list of fifteen gifts. Every list is different. It's meant that the idea is you are gifted in a way. Go love people, and you're going to see that way. And and I think of 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 Harlan and how he sharpened me. Right, that I'm a better teacher. In, in, in my interactions with Harlan, and so that yeah, that I miss out, and that we miss out is we don't don't have that inter, inter, interaction. So and so yes, we missed you. Uh, but it's it's and it gives, it's, but it's not meant to be guilt, right? It's meant to, that we we need one another, and that's the, that's the picture, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point to bring out. Yeah. Other thoughts, comments? <laughs> Other thoughts, comments? Yeah. Whatever, my own yeah. They're missing out. Yeah. Yeah. I and, and, and on the other hand, that, that we miss out yeah. too, because that there they are there's there's a way that God would use them in the maturing of the body. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. It spurs you on too. Do you know what I mean? It spurs you on to say, you know, if someone said they needed you, it would spur me on to maybe be more professional. It would start to sharpen mm-hmm. me. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
more than lifeguarding. Or do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm more than a, you know, a pool person or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, they need me because of this or that. And I think it would make me want to hone that hmm. gift a little more and want me to study more or want me to, do you know what I mean? It would yeah. spur me on. It would be yeah. like stirring up within me. Yeah. To, if someone said, hey, I need you to, then it would stir me up to study that thing or to look at that thing a little more. Yeah. Deep. Yeah. Yeah, and that's so. So she's talking in, in terms of a spiritual gift, but you're talking back in Hebrews, right? That without someone's questions of stirring up, without someone's questions of, of stirring up to love and good deeds, that that you, there's there's that 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 that, that absent that's missing, and, and this house used. Yeah, yeah. There's, Corey. Last week, um, leading worship, and, and after teaching on worship and doing some things and studying on worship more and, and, and with the worship team and stuff, just thinking through the, the one and other aspects it's described in worship in the New Testament, um, I, I've tried to, to, you know, when I, when I first started doing worship, I, I, it was very, um, you know, close your eyes and focus on the Lord, which there's times for that. I don't think it's wrong, but there's times I think that's important to open your eyes as well. And so as I've been doing that more and, and, and being, being stirred up by, by, the body as it worships, and, and especially by, by um, brothers and sisters as they worship. And, and last week was one of those times that it's a, a snapshot in my mind, um, and, and that was uh, Dave and Marta sitting in the back. They were back by the sound booth. Yeah. And, um, and, and it's, just a, it's just a reminder, right? Uh, it's just a, there's, there's, there's just, just seeing them worship with all their hearts and soul in the midst of their suffering is a is 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 something that I, there, there's more from that moment than I could get from from almost any Bible study I think I've been in right and and being stirred up by them and, and a reminder and, and those things of when it's not an if right it's a when 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 I suffer like that you know that 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 I want to be reminded that, that God is true like that and and so it's just a it's it's good we we need one another yeah. Yeah. Sharon's another one. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> um, so thirdly, the third thing is this, this other need that, that we have for one another. The I needs the we. Right? That's the theme here. The I needs the we um, is, is for spiritual leadership. Is in particular, not just the, the body in general, but, but God, has, his, in our Christian maturity, he, he says that we need those who would be in spiritual leadership over us. So turn back to Hebrews, or actually turn to Hebrews. We were in Hebrews last week, but not back there this week. Uh, Hebrews 13. Hebrews 13. Hebrews thirteen seventeen. So, <laughs> the author of Hebrews is 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 starting to wrap things up, um, and one of the things he says to to those he's writing to here are: obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls, as those who have to give an account. And let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. 
And so the Bible says that we need those who would keep watch over our souls. And this is not just a recommendation, right? That is a Christian. I mean, you could, we could say this is a command from God. Romans 13 says that God gives all authority. And so out of my love for God, I'm called, if we just take that first part, to obey the spiritual leaders and submit to them. That's God's plan for the Christian life. And, and, and as I've said before, we, let's, let's do something crazy. Let's ask, how do we actually live out this verse, right? Let's, what does this actually mean, right? Uh, who are, the, who are the leaders that we are called to obey? I think that's an important question to ask as we, we, we look at the scripture, right? Who are the spiritual leaders? And, and this is where, where it, it, we're talking more and more about how there are these descriptions that just fit the context of the local church that just don't make sense in the universal church, right? If I meet um, a, a spiritual, if I meet a pastor in the store, right? I'm, I'm, I'm vacationing in Los Angeles, and I meet a pastor, are, are they the spiritual leader that I'm called to obey? They're a pastor. They're a pastor, right? So, so am I, is, that, is, that, is that what this is talking about? No, right? You know, and, and so you, you see Benny Hinn on TV, it does not mean that they're a spiritual leader that you are, you are called to obey, right? That, that it's, it's not, because ta- it, it's talking about spiritual leadership that's not just, I have the title, Right? I have the title, I have the degree, I have the dot, 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 right? But it's, it's the leaders who are doing what? There's a description of these leaders. They're, they're, they're keeping watch over the soul, right? There is a real covenant relationship, right? Because I, I wanted to say formal, but I, I'm trying to get away from that word. There's, there's that real covenant relationship where there, are, there is leadership that, that I know that I've committed to them is, is you're going to keep watch for my soul and, 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 and they're committed to me that they're going to do that and in that, that, that you, they're, they're my leadership. And, and who, that, that we're to say, who, who do we have that relationship with and that, that, that functions within the, the local church? The Bible's assuming that every Christian is in this covenant, accountable relationship with spiritual leadership and that, that they're going to submit to and in turn, that leadership will watch over their souls. Which, which again means that there has to be some sort of understanding, Right? There needs to be some understanding of who, 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 as, as, as leaders, who do we watch? Whose souls are we responsible to watch after? Who's actually asking for this? And in the same time, who, who am I committing myself to? That yes, I, I'm committing this to myself to that spiritual leadership that uh, to, to obey. They they both have to have this understanding. They have to have this covenant understanding. Otherwise, this verse doesn't work. It just doesn't work if it's just a nebulous or just a. I just find, you know, I, I listen to John Piper on my, on my, on the podcast. And so he's my spiritual leader that, that, that it doesn't happen. It, it, there's no way this verse can function in that, in that, in that term. It's not wrong. To, I, I love podcasting, but that's not how this, this works. Right. And, 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 and it's interesting that as you look at this verse, there's not, there's not exceptions for those who are leaders. You guys notice that there's not exceptions for those who are leaders. And as we see throughout the new Testament, which, which means that, that is, is, is we're going to talk a little bit more about um, uh, structure and church structure and what's called church government or polity and some things later on. But there's an aspect that every single person, every single Christian is called to have this sort of relationship. So this idea that, that once you become a pastor or once you become an elder that you don't need this. Well, that, that's, that's denying the very, very scripture that's here, right? It's, it's saying that even as an elder, even as a pastor, that I need what God is saying here, that I should be able to answer the question of who, who am I committed to and they're committed to me? Who, where is, who's watching over my soul and who am I obeying? 
as leadership, right? Um, that, that, that I'm called to submit to and obey and, and, and the other elders are called to watch over my soul. And that's why I think that, that not only do we see evidences of a plurality of elders throughout examples in scripture and talked about and, and things like, like First Timothy and others and, and Titus, but also the very fact of you can't live out the rest of the New Testament in a, a hierarchical single pastor model. It just doesn't, it just doesn't work. You just, can't, you just can't live out what is, what is described here. So then, then look at the, how this, this verse continues. So um, obey your leaders and submit to them, uh, for they are keeping watch over your souls as, as those who will have to give an account. Right? So again, we're getting we're this, this type of covenant, formal relationship type of language. There, there is an accounting. There is an accounting and, 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 and as I've said before, you know, and, and I can speak, and Dave, Dave can, can have my back on this, that, that we take this very seriously as elders, that there is an accounting. The flip side of, of the aban- obey, uh, command to obey your leaders is that leaders have to give an account. If you look at Acts twenty twenty eight, it says that Jesus purchased these sheep with his blood. That's the, what the elders need to be keeping in mind. And, and, and the elders, as we've studied this and asked ourselves, who, who are the souls that we are accountable for? And it's this really this aspect of we have to think in nuanced levels, right? In the aspect of who, who, who we're called to love everyone, right? That's what Jesus talks about in loving my neighbor. But am I called to to have an, be accountable in a way that that I'm keeping watch over their souls and they're obeying it for every single person? Well, there's there's a nuance with that. In the same way that I would seek to love every person in my life because Jesus is to love our neighbor. But I have a special responsibility to love my wife and children, right? I can't say, well, that's all the same. The way I love my wife and the way I love my neighbor is, is really the same. And, and the way I'm going to prioritize my wife and the way I'm going to prioritize, um, you know, the, the, the checker at, at Rayleigh's, it's going to be, I'm, I'm going to prioritize those relationships the same. Well, no, it's, 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 a, it's a nuanced description, right? And, and one's not trying to deny the other. Right? It's, it's in the same way that we're called to, to, to have a relationship, yes, with every person. And, and, and every person, as is, is elders, as we understand, that, we, that walks through these doors, that, that we have a relationship with the church we want to love, we want to care for, we want to minister to. But there is an a, a understanding of a, a covenant relationship we call membership of where, in, 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 in where people say, we want you to be our church, and we want you to, to watch over our souls. And then we say, we, will, we, we commit to doing that, as you would, would, would come under the oversight of, of the church and the elders. And that's, that's what we call membership, and that's what we understand, that we take that to a whole different level in responsibility. Um, and, and, and let me see. Um, so there's different kinds of shepherding, accountability, and care as we look for that that is committed in membership because we understand that, 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 that there's an accountability with that. And then look at the last part of the verse. Why do this in a way that the leaders can do this with joy and not groaning? Because we need this, right? It's, it's to our advantage, right? And, and the implication is, what is it that we need? What is the advantage in the context of the verse? Having our souls watched over. We, we, we need that. Because why do we need, why do we need having our souls watched over? Why? What's the analogy that, that God uses? It, it, the very word pastor, right? The word pastor and elder and overseer are all the, you, inter, inter, used interchangeably in the New Testament. 
elder uh, is, is really coming out of the Jewish tradition and this, this type of, of um, showing a kind of maturity and example and, and, uh, among the community. Uh, overseer, I believe, is from more of the Greco-Roman idea and, 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 and overseeing and leadership. Pastor. Pastor. What, is, what does that word pastor come from? It's a shepherd. Yeah. That, that word pastor has, has an overlap with the word shepherd, right? And, and, and so why, why do we need those who would shepherd us? Because we're sheep yeah. and we wander. Mm-hmm. And, and, we, and, and, and even as, 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 as leaders, right, we need those who would watch over our hearts because Hebrews talks about that, that sin is deceiving. I don't think, I, if we knew, if we were fully aware of the destructiveness of, our, of, of the choices of sin that we make, then we wouldn't do what we do. But we deceive ourselves in thinking, ah, this one doesn't really matter. Yeah, I got some pride there, but you know everyone's got some pride. Yeah, I had that anger, but that's just not me. I'm okay. Right? And, and we're, we, we deceive ourselves. Right? We're de- and, and we need, the, we need those who, who are going who are, who are to watch over us. That, 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 um, and, and when it comes to, to, to these areas to, to, to our lives and our, our growth and godliness, and that's God's plan for His good, or for our good, and for His glory. Yeah. Um, just think, thinking about this. So there's kind of this dual thing going on with membership. Let's say an easy phrase. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was like really a question. <laughs> yeah. So um, you have, let's say, you have on one side, you have someone who really say understands this side of it and the yeah. relational wanting to be shepherd. Yeah. You know, wanting to be uh, shepherd. Yeah. And uh, and to to have has a interest in that and worship, but. The other thing is there's also requirements for membership that are doctrinal requirements is that mm-hmm. you need to subscribe to these things before you can become a member. Yeah. So you, there's kind of a difficulty there, potentially, right, where you might have someone who wants to be part of the church. Mm. Great and, question. Uh, want, is in line with these things, but maybe maybe there's some doctrinal things where they're not, yeah. they don't fall in line. Yeah. How, how, how do you, how that's a great question. I, I think, you know, and that's looking really practically at how, how does that play out. I mean, because the idea of doctrinally is saying, you know, and, and I would say, you know, when we look at, at, at the doctrinal unity of the church, you know, we, we, we define it, you know, underneath what, what historically we call a statement of faith. And that's, those are either close-handed, we believe, are gospel principles, that, that, that you believe that Jesus was God, you believe he died on the cross for our sins in our place, our substitute, he rose again. I mean, there's, there's some basic things that we would say. And then there's some other things that we would say are church distinctives in the sense of saying a church really has to go one way or the other. The, the, the aspect of do you believe that the church is, is each church is um, uh, a priesthood of believers that can run its own affairs or should have some sort of hierarchical government over it? You have to kind of go one way or other. Do you, do you believe that the scripture is inerrant? Um, it, it, we, there are Christian churches that don't believe that. But a church kind of has to go one way or the other. There's just no middle road on those sort of decisions, right? And so there, there is a um, so you, so we, you have to have the, those those sort of of, of you know um, baptisms. Another one, right? Is, is you just, there has to be these these kind of distinctives. And so if there's differences in those, I, I mean, most pragmatically, I think that's why you're looking. And this is where I think Sherry and Dave were, were, were had a good challenge last week. Is you look at the New Testament church, and there was it was founded on the local church, but the local church realized that they were not the only local, the only church in the world. That there was interconnected relationships within the within local churches. And so I'd say if someone came here and they and they felt very strongly coming from uh, from from an understanding of scripture that um, of of infant baptism, right? We would say, yeah, we're just we're just not not the place for you, 
right? I mean, and, and, and one, we're just, we're not going to baptize your babies. And, and so that you're going to be struggling with that. And we're, and there's going to be all this, it's, it's going to be hard with unity and, and those sort, sort of aspects. But, but what we would say is let us help you find a gospel believing church that be able to, to participate in, in, in that sort of aspect. So does that, does that help? I don't know if that helps, yeah, but yeah, I, just kind of I think there's other aspects of doctrine that we, 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 that's the way we have the call, but the difference of statement of faith and, and our, and our, um, our doctrinal statement. So in membership, we would say that you have to ascribe to the statement of faith. This is what unifies us. And, and then there are other areas where we may disagree as Christians, but, but the, as a church, we, under, we would say that we're, gonna, we're not going to say it just doesn't matter, that we think that there's a, a stronger evidence for certain positions that's going to be taught, but we, we, that the, 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 there may be people in, within the church that disagree on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Affirm yeah. they believe these things. They're really, in, in a lot of ways, I think, saying, "Yeah, I'm going to kind of believe what you guys are teaching because mm-hmm. I trust you." Mm-hmm. Uh, and other people are going to say, "You know, no, I, I really want to vet this before I yeah. sign on." So, I mean, membership there for them might be much longer than other. Yeah, and, and then it's not static either. It's like, yeah. our, like it or not, our beliefs change over time. Yeah. And uh, well, and, and that's why. I mean, I, again, if if I, if I can find a better term than membership, I would. Because the, the idea of membership I'm trying to describe is relationship, right? Yeah. And, and when you look at that sort of relationship, it, it is this, it, it depends. And there are some people that come with, that want that covenant, that, that, that covenant relationship with the church that are saying, that just saying, I, I, I've had people come to the new members class and just, that are, yeah, brand new believers. Just don't, I look through it and I, I have no idea what this is talking about, but I love Jesus and you guys love Jesus and let's do this thing, right? And I have other people that, that go through and, and are just, man, that, that, that spend hours talking through the, the doctrinal distinctions. Doc- and, and I think it's good both ways, right? Yeah. Because in the same way is that, because our relationship with each of those people is going to look differently, right? And, and so we want to, and so it's not a, a, a checkoff box, right? It's an entering into, into relationship where we're saying that we are, we, are, we are committed to one another, that we're going to love one another, that we're going to, 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 to edify and, and build up one another, that we're going to serve one another, that, that, that we're going to submit to the, the, the leadership of the church as the church watches over our souls. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think that that's why, Man, and if you guys ever hear of a church that have a better term, because, again, church membership is the example is biblical. The term's not. And the term is such a hang-up, but I just don't, I just, I've not come across a better term. And, and so it's just a, because it, it can have that term more of just a, 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 a just a, you know, not without the relationship aspect of it. When it is described as, as this relationship. So, yeah. Good question. Other questions? Comments? Thoughts? All right. Either way, everyone's on a good page here, or I've lost you somewhere along the way, right? So, but let me just review that, and then we'll talk a little bit about where we're going with this. Um, I, I come back to this because when we, when we think about the church, we could talk about all the the the, the hot spots of of we talk about the doctrine of the church, right? We did. We talked about baptism. We talked about communion. Uh, we're going to talk about things like like church government and, and those sort of things coming up. We're going to talk about things like um, you know d- leadership in the church and those. I mean, we're going to talk about those things, but 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 we we don't want to neglect. And, and unfortunately, I think a lot of of systematic theology is neglect of. What does it mean to be the church? What does it mean to be the church? And that is to, to be in this, this, this covenant relationship with one another, right? Is it this aspect of I, the I as a Christian need the we, 
And, and, and so I commit to you and you commit to me that we would, would, would grow in maturity. And, and really in these, these really, I think, three primary ways, there's probably more. As you look at the one another's of the New Testament, they're, they're diverse, right? But, but I'm kind of simplifying things down in this aspect of, of, of edification, of stirring up towards love and good deeds, that, that we need one another. Not just to uh, show up at church, but to have those relationships. That, that, that The fact that we're committed to one another is not just because we show up at the same place and the same time once a week, and then we go and we, we have no other relationship with that. But there's a real, that, that we're, we're building relationships with those like us, with those different than us, um, for, for the purpose of, of stirring up one another to love and good deeds. That, that we need one another to, to and, and, and the giftedness that we bring to serve each other, to bring it to maturity. And then we need the church as well as, 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 as that we submit to the leadership of the church as the church as the leadership watches over our souls. So Craig, you could say it's purifying to the church, right? In what way? <clears throat> we hold each other accountable. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think maturity in a large way is this aspect of, I mean, you, use, you look at the word of uh, until you're mature and complete, right, in James' term. Well, what is that mature and complete? That is, that is growing in sanctification and, and being, you know, and, and growing towards less and less, you know, a, 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 a more and more purity, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so where are we going with this? Let's, we're going to talk next week uh, starting. We're done a little early, and I don't think anyone's going to whine, right? Um, we're going to talk about the, the, the work of the church and, and the work of the church in the sense of the, we're talking about, again, in terms of our relationship with, with one another, this idea of church membership. That, that, that's not just the, the, the purpose. That's not only for our maturity. It is also as an aspect of, of there's another aspect of that purity, and that really overlaps with this, this concept of church discipline. Right? That there's an accountability that comes with that, not only in a, a positive way of edifying and serving, but also in, in you could say, a, a, a corrective way right? Uh, that comes through church discipline. And that's, that's really the work of the church as we do with one another um, in this aspect, but also as, a work, as, we, as we seek to glorify God in, in the world. And so, um, so that we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to start to look at um, some things of, of the structure of the church and, and those sort of aspects as well. So. Any qu- last questions before we, we kind of wrap up here? All right, let me pray for us. Father, we, uh, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you do know what we need. Even before we ask and often before we even realize it. Lord, that when you saved us, Lord, that you did not leave us as, as spiritual orphans. You didn't leave us as, in, in isolation, but you, you saved us to be a part of your people, your body, your family, your church. God, that, that, that of your plan of sanctification to use your people to grow us to maturity, God. And so we thank you that, that most of us had no idea what that meant when we were saved, but you did, and that was your good plan. And so we thank you for that. We pray that we would... We would praise you because of that and that we would engage in your work. We're amazed that you would share that blessing with us. Lord, we recognize that you, if you had chosen in your divine decrees to, to do this just yourself, bringing to maturity by yourself, you could have, it, seemed, it would seem like a better plan, but Lord, is the best plan that you would choose to share that work with us. That the people that as we gather and worship as your church this morning, that, that we are needed in their lives. We are needed to, to edify them and to serve them, Lord. And, and Father, we pray that we would, uh, we would take full advantage of that opportunity of how you would work in, in and through us to, to, to work in others. And so we just thank you for that. We thank you for that opportunity. And we love you in Jesus' name.